Welcome to another edition of the Huskies in the Pros podcast. Once again, I'm Brian Dostler with you carrying the ship on this one. It is show number 15. It is the Kemba Walker, the Kevin Freeman, Gabby Williams, Asia Jones numbered show. This is being recorded as always on Sunday night. We'll be posting this Monday morning. For those of you that do listen on Sunday or early Monday morning before I post, thank you for being the first to take a listen. I full disclosure, I guess I I tweet deck these and and send this out at usually nine nine thirty or something like that Monday morning and I and I do I record and edit it Sunday night. Um, so thank you to those that take the time to listen before it's even even out there. And please like, comment, retweet this podcast, all the episodes. Try to get this out there if you enjoy the show, which hopefully you do. Enjoy the content of of my page at Husky Pros. Um, let's, let's, let's get more people, more Husky fans to hear about how, how our players are doing professionally. Certainly it's just a big time of year with the NBA going on and uh, a fun time as well. And of course you're listening to the show on Buzzsprout and on Spotify on today's show. Got to give an update on Kemba Walker. If it's, if it's show number 15, James Booknight, he returned from injury. Andre Jackson, is he a three point specialist? He also missed a game. The other day with a back injury, the Pelicans are getting healthier. So what does that mean for Jordan Hawkins? But we're going to start with Adama Sunogo. That's where we started last week's episode. I made a pitch to get the Bulls to call up Sunogo because he's been killing it in the G League. And they did just that. As this past Thursday, he got a call up to to the NBA with, with the Bulls. And ironically enough, uh, he was there when Andre Jackson and the Bucks were were in town. So pretty cool. I'm sure those two exchanged a couple moments pregame, postgame. Unfortunately, Adama did not play and was sent down after the game, which found out on Saturday. There was no – couldn't find any, any notes there until I just saw the starting lineup for the Windy City Bulls. Um, but we'll get to that in, in, a, in a bit. And the Bulls called him up, one, because he's been playing well. And two, because they had two guys injured, DeMar DeRose and Zach Levine. They did not play in that game. However, the Bulls still won that game, 120 to 113 in overtime. A big one over the Bucks, who had Giannis, they had Lillard, they had Middleton. So that was a really good victory for the Bulls. But it was just very cool to see Adama getting called up. And let's be honest, folks, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I necessarily – Taking my UConn cap off, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I fully expected Adama Sonogo to be playing as well as he is in the G League. Um, I'm, I, it, you, you just don't know. With, with It's a two-way, two-way player deals. You just don't know how it's going to go. You don't really know how much playing time they'll get. It's hit or miss. You look at Tyrese Martin. He averaged 18 points a game last year for the G League Hawks. He hasn't sniffed. He, he got waived by them, and he played well in the summer league. And he he might have been dealing with some injuries, but he did play a little bit in the exhibition games. 
uh, did, but didn't see much time. He averaged 18 a game, 18 points a game, and nine rebounds a game last year, and he hasn't seen the floor yet this year. So the G League is kind of hard to figure out, which is partly why I didn't really know what Sonogo's playing time was going to look like. Obviously, he's playing well. He's getting starters minutes, and he's averaging just over 18 points a game, just over 11 rebounds a game. <laughs> he's got five double-doubles in nine games over this weekend. He had another double-double on Saturday and then played well on Sunday as well. And um, obviously it's just a reward for him to be playing this well. Um, He was called up with another fellow rookie, Anurap Bittum from Turkey. I apologize. I probably messed that name up. But he was on the bench for the game against the Bucs on Thursday. and. I mentioned in the last podcast when I mentioned my in my pitch for Adama to get called up was that T- Dalen Terry, 18th overall pick from last year out of Arizona, he's ahead in terms of the organizational um, depth chart, just who they kind of want to give a shot because Terry, he's played in bits and pieces with the Bulls. He's gotten called up a bunch of times from the G League to the NBA squad. And I mean, kind of like Adama doesn't hasn't necessarily played every game that he's, but he sat the bench in this game again when they were missing DeRozan, when they were when they were missing Zach Levine. He played. It was only four minutes, but you know, would love to see Snow go get four minutes NBA game because he hasn't played yet. But just again, pointing out kind of the people that he's got to surpass, um, and just he just has to keep playing well. But this weekend, he went back down to the G League. He played against Amita Brima and the Grand Rapid, Grand Rapid City Golds, the Nuggets, Gold, uh, the Nuggets G League affiliate, and yeah, he just has to keep keep at it. And hopefully, the next time he gets called up, he will be playing. And by the way, in that game against the Bucks, again, I, if you listen to the last podcast, I thought my last podcast was one of the better ones because it was just a deep dive and how bad the Bulls have been rebounding wise. Drummond had 10 points and 14 rebounds, and that helped the, the Bulls out-rebound the Bucks 51-43. When you out-rebound teams, it's easier to win. The Bulls have not been out-rebounding teams, which is why they've been losing a lot this season and over the last couple of years as well. So just kind of noticing that trend, and because our guy, our UConn guy, Drummond, with 10 points, 14 rebounds, helped the Bucks, or excuse me, helped the Bulls out-rebound the Bucks, and it led to a victory, helped but at least, again, Adama did see Andre Jackson, and, and Andre did play in this game. I mentioned the top that he, that he missed the game. He missed the game on Saturday with back spasms. I think it's him something that's been bothering him recently, and he must have woken up Saturday morning, and it just hurt more than other days. So he sat out on Saturday. But on Thursday, he got to see Andre, and Andre was kind of, kind of classic Andre. He had a, a, an alley-oop uh, pass. Uh, he, he caught an alley-oop from Damian Lillard and I just remember seeing the video. It's just like, man, eight, nine, 10 months ago, that was Newton. That was Cal Cantera. That was DR. That was a throwing these passes to, to Andre Jackson. And now it's a seven time all-star. One of the, you know, one of the greats in the game today with Damian Lillard. So just kind of a full circle moment there. And, uh, on Tuesday, on this, this past Tuesday for Andre, he played three minutes against the Heat, and he hit two three-pointers. <laughs> he scored six points in two and three minutes. 
behind two three-pointers. One of them he banked in. The first one he banked in, but guess what? It still counts. And he was fired up. It was in, it was also in the fourth quarter, which was the, the, the Buck, that Bucks Heats game was one of the better NBA games of the year. Probably, I would say it's a top five game of the year. Really great game. The, the Bucks came out with a victory, the one one thirty one one twenty four victory. But those minutes came early in the fourth fourth quarter. He knocked down the two three pointers. Fortunately, he didn't come back in. But if you didn't know this, Andre is six for eleven from three to start the year, and he missed. He missed a three-pointer in in the bowl in the game against the Bulls on Thursday. But before that, he's made he had made five in a row. Mentioned before on the pod that his his jump shot looks much better. It looks much cleaner and smoother. The release point from point A to point B just just has a lot more flow. I'm going to be really excited when he gets a full off season with the Bucks coaching staff and how and how again. I'm not I'm not ever going to say he's going to be a 45 percent three-point shooter. But clearly what they're doing, it's working. And he's hitting them in his spots, 6 for 11. Uh, small sample size, but a really good sample size, an encouraging sample size. So uh, just something something really to note. But Adama, he saw the more classic Andre with, with the alley-oop from, from Lillard, and then, the, then he had a little uh, putback dunk as well to go with uh, four points in that one, which is something to monitor is Andre has been shooting well from three so far this year. Speaking of three-point shooters, we segue to Jordan Hawkins. The Pelicans are getting healthier. This is something that I've been noting throughout the whole season. Trey Murphy, uh, the third, he was their leading three-point shooter from last season. He returned on Friday. TJ McCollum, multi-all-star. He's missed a bunch of games, but he's back. Jose Alvarado, a true point guard. He's he came back earlier this week for the first time. And one thing I just want to know is Trey Murphy. He made a season debut on Friday. He played 22 minutes and scored 18 points. Went four for, went four for 10 from three. Again, this, this is the Pelicans three point shoot, three point shooter. Now this it's also a franchise that has struggled from three. Murphy was really the only three point shooter last year they had. That's why they drafted Hawkins. So they're going to figure out a way to get these guys on the court together, make sure they get their own minutes, which just says it's a very small sample size. It's one game. Murphy played 22 minutes. Hawkins played 15 minutes that night, which was his fewest minutes since the season opener, since his NBA debut when he played just nine minutes. So just something to note. Again, I I don't think that's going to be the trend all season. They drafted him in the lottery for a reason. He's been shooting well. There's no reason to keep him out of the lineup. Murphy didn't play on Saturday the following day for a back-to-back. So just and, – and they have – and the Pelicans have another sharpshooter, Matt Ryan. They, they signed him to a, to a free agent contract right before the season or, or right when the season started a few games in. And before he got hurt, he was shooting three ball really well. So as the Pelicans are getting healthier, just kind of notice if, if you're – seeing the minutes are going down for, I would say for now, then understand it's because I think they're trying to figure it out. With all that being said, one thing they got to figure out and a good problem to have is there was one point on Friday when Zion, Trey Murphy, the third and Hawkins were on the floor at the same time. And Pelicans Twitter was just very excited because obviously when Zion catches the ball, he's usually in the paint. 
He's attacking the basket. He is a guy that requires a lot of attention. He requires a double team. So when you double team, what does that mean? Somebody's open. And in one case that happens, Zion drove. He was double teams, reversed it over to Hawkins. He was wide open for three and he drilled it. So that's something that has Pelicans fans excited. I'm assuming that's something that the Pelicans coaching staff is looking at because, as always, a guy like Zion requires multiple eyes on the floor. So it could be setting up a lot more opportunities for Hawkins and just makes the Pelicans better, obviously, right? Like, I'm always coming from a UConn standpoint with, with Hawkins. And, and, I mean, let's be honest, we want Hawkins to be playing 30 minutes, like, and, and it's, it's been great so far. But from a Pelicans standpoint, to have two lethal three-point shooters on the, on the, on the floor or available to play, that's, that's absolutely huge for them. So I would expect Trey Murphy to be back tonight, Monday night, at the Kings. Uh, that will be a 10 o'clock Eastern tip-off, a TNT game. So Hawkins will be on national TV. It's the in-season quarterfinal game. So Hawkins will get a chance to play in, in, a, in the Kings arena. The, the Kings crowd is always, is always a good crowd. Um, so as an away player, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is probably even the toughest environment he's, he's played in so far. Um, and – Fans at games seem and and the in season tournament has has done pretty well. The the ratings, the the attendance has is much higher than it usually is for November December games. So it's gonna be a, it could be a playoff type atmosphere in Sacramento tomorrow night. So let's see how Hawkins responds. We know we obviously can shush a few crowds. He's he's done that and during his time in the at UConn and NCAA tournament games, but different level in the NBA, something I'm looking forward to tonight, or excuse me, tomorrow night. Well, I guess tonight, um, when when you listen to this. James Booknight, he made his 2023-2024 season debut this past Tuesday. The Hornets activated him after he missed about six weeks. He uh, had meniscus surgery on his left knee that he hurt in practice. And he did play on Tuesday the day he was activated. He scored five points. They were all in, in five minutes. Those, all those minutes were in garbage time. Uh, he hit a three-pointer, missed a three-pointer, and he made a pretty nice layup in, tra- a layup in traffic. And uh, so that was good to see. The Hornets broadcast was also saying that Book Knight realizes that this is his final chance to make an impression on the Hornets. As we all know, Book Knight has – has never he has yet to prove himself in the NBA. He's had some off the court issues, which I've dealt, which which I've mentioned in the past. It'll be interesting to see how this season plays out for him. The Hornets did not pick up his six point one million dollar team option for next season. He's lucky they picked it up this season. Um, I don't really know exactly what this season will entail for Book Knight. The injury really hurt him both physically and just playing time wise. Um, He's, he had mentioned, he's been telling Charlotte reporters that he thought he had a really good summer. He was really excited to get the season going. And then he obviously had that setback. And most recently before his season debut, he told Rob Boone from the Charlotte observer that quote, he's excited, anxious, and it's been a long time since he's played. And I think that last part there is partly in fact that, he knows it's a make-or-break year for him. Now, 
I'm on the side where I think it's best that he leaves the Hornets. Again, I'm I'm not. He's done a lot of stuff to himself off the court with DUIs and and things of that nature. And but also the Hornets haven't. I don't think have handled all those situations uh, very well. And I also, and which I think has hurt his progression, hurt his growth um, so far in the NBA. I do think he is young enough still and talented enough where a team would give him a shot. But I mean, that's, that's for the future, but just looking at this Hornets team, even with LaMelo ball, who's out with a left ankle sprain, you still have Terry Rozier. You still have Ish Smith. You still have Bryce McGowan's who is, he's ahead of book night on the Hornets step chart. And he has been for almost over a year now. And he was a 2022 second round pick out of Nebraska. I mean, that's just reality. He's ahead of of Book Knight, despite despite him being despite Book being a lottery pick. Um, and Nick Smith Jr. He was their first round pick out of Arkansas, right? We saw Nick Smith in the Sweet Sixteen, but they're close, maybe at the same point, like maybe one's ahead of the other. Like you know, like he's very far on the depth chart, and you can tell by that. I, I mentioned at the top that he played in his in his de- in his debut. He hasn't played in the two games since. So the priority for book night is not super high. Um, I don't really know how he earned. I mean, he's got, he's how he earns minutes is working his ass off in practice and um, showing the coaching staff that he deserves another shot, deserves one last shot. And hopefully it's before, you know, the end of March, early April, like it was last year where he got called up from the G League when the G League season was over and played the last five or six games with the rest of the G League guys, basically. And, and he played well in those games. He, let's hope that he carves out a role, what, today's December, called December 4th, because that's when this is being posted. If he can start getting a role by the new year, you know, get a month of games under his belt, a month of practice as well, being fully healthy. You know, if, if he has something where it's, it's really more of just to showcase him that he can play elsewhere. Because again, I, regardless what happens this year, I think this is his last year in Charlotte. Cause I mean, he's not going to set the world on fire, but if he does enough where he can showcase his skills for another team to pick him up, that would be really cool. But, um, he needs to, he needs to earn it. He needs to he needs to work hard in practice, and when he gets those opportunities in games, he he needs to play well. He needs to score. So we'll see what happens there. So as always, we'll be keeping I'll be keeping tabs on Book Night and see where it goes. Hopefully, this upcoming week he gets a, a, a few more opportunities. But again, he's he's got to earn those opportunities. And like I said at the top of the show, this is how we're going to end the show with Kemba Walker. Can't have a number fifteen show without talking about Kemba. And he's with AS Monaco overseas. And um, you can, there's a reason why he's on the NBA. Um, he's played in eight of the 11 games so far for Monaco. He's averaging 3.6 points per game, 1.2 assists, and playing in just, uh, in just over 11 minutes a game. It sucks that his knees just went. As, as a Celtic supporter, I'm, I'm, Always been more of a college basketball fan. Obviously, that's why I'm doing a UConn podcast. <laughs> um, but I, I do like the Celtics. I was obviously very excited when when Kemba went to the Celtics. 
And it just, it was as exciting as it was that he was going there. It was even more painful that it just didn't work out because he was so dominant with Charlotte. I mean, and, and I mean, by far one of the best players in, in Hornets slash Bobcats history. But um, yeah, his knees, it just, it just, it was sad that um, when he was with the Mavericks, he played 10 games with the Mavericks last year. And he played 40 minutes in a game. It was a game where Luca didn't play at all. So he was the guy. He had a great game. And um, you thought this, this, I think he had 26 points. And like, you know, this, all right, cool. Like 40 minutes. That was by far the most he's played in so long. And there's a reason for that. And it's because his knees just couldn't bounce back. Um, he was shortly released after that because, listen, if you, if you can't recover, that quickly, then it's hard for you to be on an NBA team. But hey, like, see, I see some clips every so often. He still has that smile. He still has that smile overseas. And I mean, he's, and it was cool to see that his first game was against Shabazz. That was like a month and a half ago or so. Uh, so that was a cool way to start, to start his career over there. But um, Kemba, we still love you, man. We, we hope, we wish for the best for you. And, um, you know, hopefully, you, Hey, if your squad gets, I think there's, yeah, there's seven and four. I have no idea when the playoffs are. I'm not going to pretend like I know, but Hey, if, if your team can get into the playoffs, maybe that's when you can spark up some chemical magic and, and help your team to a championship over there. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you for listening. Had a lot of fun doing this one. Uh, hopefully. And, and uh, Jeremy lamb, he missed, he, he, the other night, he only played five minutes. He started only played five minutes and then didn't play in the next game. It can be very hard to figure out what has happened with, uh, with, with G League players. So I'm assuming he got hurt. So that's something I'm monitoring. Hopefully he gets back soon. He's been playing really, really well. But, yeah, that was something that I noticed there. But that's going to do it for, for today's episode. And have a great week, folks.